coffee break is like i feel like i always change what like the noun to give the- <laughs> we're back Philly, how are you i am well thanks Sadie. how are you i am great i had a root canal it went great like i have a brand new smile i can eat now i am <laughs> I laugh out loud. i'm really really good so again nobody sent us any voice notes from the last topic <laughs> so i don't know let's blame it on the weather right yeah let's blame it on the weather the cold front was just a lot this week but yeah yeah it was really bad but if you're listening in for the first time i just realized that i just sort of went straight into it but welcome back she brigade coffee break it it's myself lisedi with below the host and founder of she brigade um, <laughs> so today we are joined by a very special young lady um mental health activist we we just had mental health week i think just two weeks ago and we found it very fitting in this time of COVID to speak to um, somebody that's practicing or studying psychology to come speak to us about just managing the new normal and working with toxic managers um, during COVID. Like, how do we deal with that? So, yeah. how are you, Amor Semenya? Hi. Hi, hi. Welcome Thanks to for the having show. me. Thank you. If I do, this is really cool. I've never done anything like this before. This is so cool. Yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for joining us. And we're so glad to be the first people to like, I don't know, is it, is it induction or how do we call it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But Gamu, thank you so much for making the time to chat with us. Um, I know that you have been quite busy yourself. So we really appreciate the time. Thank Maybe you. To introduce the topic and just you know let our viewers know what they can expect for what we're discussing today rather yeah so um yeah so we're going to be talking about toxic managers i think a lot of us maybe not everyone but a lot of people have like been in a situation where you have a toxic manager so we kind of wanted to talk about what do you do when you're in that situation how do you even know if it's toxic versus if it's like Maybe it's not toxic, you know, maybe you're overthinking it or are you, um, things like that. Um, what do you do when you find yourself in a toxic situation with your manager? Because at the end of the day, I suppose like it, you can't just quit your job, right? <laughs> or you, we need jobs and we need, huh? Yeah. Or you can, but you shouldn't quit your job. <laughs> I, I personally cannot. <laughs> I'm not just going to quit my job. So but, yeah, right off the bat, first question to, to yourself, yeah. how do you actually identify a toxic manager yes oh is this the question for me yes or we can all okay, so well i mean for me i would say a toxic manager is a person who is more results driven than anything else so there's no understanding or sympathy that is shown towards the co-workers or the employees so it's someone who just pushes results 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 and it's kind of like um a micromanager as well yeah um yeah, something, something like that and and i mean i feel like right now um like i have a great manager so i'm not the best person to like talk about it but i remember when i used to work you know if people follow have been following on the coffee break um, or have not, I'll just give a quick synopsis. I used to have this manager who I thought was great at the beginning. And then I realized that I used to get so much anxiety if I never read my emails from her, 
because she'd send mm. work on like Sundays and then she'd say end of the day tomorrow um uh, I want this done I'm like end of the day tomorrow like tomorrow for me is Tuesday so what are you talking about yeah like, just to your point that she was really I didn't realize that she was toxic at the time because I mean she was so great and she'd bring us like muffins and all these things and like just to your point is that um, she was really results driven and I wouldn't say she micromanaged, but like, how are you going to tell me close of business today? And you like, and then during the day, yes, you definitely ask, oh, so how far with this? And it's like, we literally just got out of a four hour meeting. <laughs> what yeah. You, yeah. So like, what do you mean? So I have, you know, have you sort of experienced that below where, um, you had a toxic manager? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so I am actually starting a new job. Okay. On Monday. Oh, congratulations. So I don't have a manager at the moment. <laughs> I don't know what my new situation will look like. Um, but um, I have been in a situation where I've had, I feel like I've had a toxic manager. And um, yeah, it was also, it, it did also feel like it was very results driven versus understanding the process, you know, mm -hmm. because because you're right Kamu, in that there's a lot more like it's not just about the result of what you do yeah. when you do your work it's about how you get there as well and for me I, I expect my manager to understand the process you've taken to get there yeah the thing. whether it's personal or work related yeah, yeah. and yeah. also these people also don't they can't differentiate between working hours and after hours oh my God. because if you're given a task to do and you have to finish it by end of day Monday and you only got it on Sunday, that means you have to start working on it on the Sunday. And and, and by yeah. then you are not within working hours. So exactly, exactly. You know? I also feel like I've got I had like low-key Stockholm syndrome because then <laughs> because like then I'd be like very upset with her, but then I would literally start then working like my weekends just so that I'm less anxious. I would work on the weekends knowing that, okay, now I'm ready for whatever she's bringing this week. But her timelines were always like freaking crazy. And, and like, I know we spoke about how do you then identify, you know, if, if it's a toxic manager, or if she's being constructive or whatever. And for a very long time, I thought, no, she's making me better. She's making me better. And I was like, yes, clock. To a point, I was just like, literally, my dad was like, listen, if you're running your own company, you'd be filthy rich by now. And I looked at him, I'm like, oh my gosh, you are so right. So how do you, yeah. uh, and, and here's my thing, right? Yeah. Um, about to the working hour thing. What do you do in a situation where, because I think the guilt often comes from the fact that they're also willing to work those weird hours. So if your manager's emailing you at 12 a.m., let's just, that's like a random example, like 1 a.m. in the morning, because yeah. they're awake and they will tell you, okay, but I knock off at like 8 p.m. So the guilt, there's a bit of guilt, I think, Per, like I think from what I've experienced there's a bit of guilt she's also doing it so is it really is she really being unreasonable if she's willing to do it oh, are you asking me I'm asking Kamo anyone oh. I think it, they are being unreasonable because look at the end of the day you control your working hours if you want to work beyond working hours that is entirely up to you yeah. it should be a choice it should be your choice it should not be your manager's choice so if you want to work beyond working hours that is entirely up to you yeah but in to deal with it effectively you have to set boundaries 
Yeah. Because if you just yeah. keep saying yes, yes, and yes over like over and over again, then this person is not going to know that what they're doing is wrong because you you are allowing it to happen. Man. And how? What is an example of actually setting boundaries? Like, because you know sometimes we talk about these things and we say you should do this, but like, how do you practically do it? Especially now, you have to speak up. You literally have to speak up and make them understand that when you are at work, you're more than happy to do whatever needs to be done in order to get the task finished. But beyond that, that is your personal time. But you have to do it effectively. You have to, you know, whether it's with with an email or you set a meeting and speak to them. Yeah. But don't don't send an SMS because sometimes these people, you're just taking them for a joke. So send an email or set a meeting with them and let them know what your boundaries are yeah mm. very fair to say like i know that like um just from my past experience to now um i'm able to set those boundaries but i wasn't able yeah. to set them with her at all because then with, with 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 that manager it was like literally reverse psychology like come on had i met you then maybe i'd be a better person today because <laughs> Because then should, you know, before you can even set up the meeting or not even set up the meeting before you can even like, I'd have all these points, like, listen, when I didn't say those words, like I don't get paid to work your hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to say that because of the culture of the company itself as well. But I try to set, well, I try to make those points to say, listen, I, I really feel burnt out. I can't do it anymore. Um, and by the time I get to the meetings, like, you know, they said, I can't ask anybody to work any harder. Like the team is ready. So already you've taken that power away from me to even begin to complain because then it's just like everything I was going to talk about, you've already addressed from the beginning of the meeting. You know what I mean? I don't know if you understand what yeah. I'm saying, but that's the situation I had found myself in. And I couldn't. But that's what toxic managers do also. They're very manipulative. Oh so before you can even get a word out, they already start manipulating you from the very beginning. <laughs> oh my God. That is literally think, what they do. Yeah. Do you think they do that on purpose? Definitely. Oh my God. So you think they are, they are aware that, um, like, oh, this is probably going to come up. Let me nip it in the butt before it gets there. There are some toxic managers who are completely aware that what they are doing is manipulating people, but they know that it's the only course of action to get people to do what they want them to do. Oh my god! Mm. Oh my gosh! And I mean, in the so time- if it's something that they've been used to be, they're used to doing over the years, they're not going to stop now because you know it's been working for them. So mm. why stop something that's been working? Oh my gosh! I honestly can't imagine working for some like for a manager like that in the time of COVID because now every day is every oh. the clock is twenty four yeah. like doesn't move you, you know yet you're working like there's no separation between home and um, yeah you know but again to your point we need to set those those boundaries you know yeah yeah a lot of people that I've spoken to during this time like pretty much everyone that I've spoken to about work like just in general everyone seems to be working a little bit more during this period um, I don't know I don't know how or why but even with me like you just happen to do a bit more because probably because it's hard to kind of separate the two so mm. yeah I'm totally with you there Lissady. like during this period when you find yourself stuck at home you can't go anywhere you can't even like walk anywhere you and you're probably alone how what what 
Kamu, what, what would you suggest for someone who's going to something like this, like in terms of how to deal with the situation? It's boundaries again. I think in order to to try to separate the two, have your normal working hours at home. So if you would normally work from eight o'clock to four o'clock, be available to work from eight to four. Anything beyond that, that is your home time. Mm-hmm. So make sure that those boundaries are open. Because I mean, there's nothing else that you can do. You have to set the boundaries. You have to let them know that that is, it's fine. I'll be up have your normal working progress so if you wake up at six o'clock in the mornings to go to work and you have your coffee and your you go to the gym or whatever have that have that routine and then have your work day and then from four o'clock if that's when you knock off you've knocked off mm. and that's it and just respond to the email from the manager to yeah like yeah if, if it's after because people think that just because you're at home you have all the time in the world and exactly. that is not true because you have to you have to it's literally the same as going to work and coming back home you still have to cook for your family you have to cook for yourself you have to do this there's things that you have to do your life is not automatically now centered around work just because we're going through covid and then it's also mm. because now you're around the people that also used to go to work from eight to five now you're with them as well yeah. so just like trying to navigate that situation that's also having a dynamic on its own but not for today's topic but (laughs) so now let's say you've like eventually you've set your boundaries but just like your manager's not budging right how like Mm -hmm. how does how does that sort of situation with the toxic manager and just being in a toxic environment even a virtual toxic environment how does it affect um affect you psychologically like, what does it actually do to you, especially? And also, I want to differentiate between how does it affect an introvert versus an extrovert, for instance. I don't know how you want to tackle that answer, but we'll start with the first one. Um, I think to sort of say how it affects, to, the thing is, these things affect people differently. So yeah. Every ambivert or every introvert is going to be affected differently yeah. by every situation, you know? Yeah. I think it's the way that people react to the situations that differ. Mm-hmm. where because an, an introvert is more likely to just keep quiet and take on whatever load the you manage or whatever the toxic situation is giving to you, you keep quiet and you just take it whereas mm-hmm. an extrovert will most likely speak up mm-hmm. but speaking up does not mean that it's not going to have the same effect that an introvert would have so it could still lead you to having like a really deep depression or have health effects on you that people just you know we react differently Mm -hmm. so it's it's detrimental to your health one because say you are going for an interview right you 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 have heart palpitations you palm sweats and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff that's that that's a feeling of anxiety that you get Mm because you're going to an interview now imagine you have to go through all of those feelings on a daily basis with Um. a toxic manager because that's what you feel every day. You feel anxious speaking and communicating with them. Like, um, I think Bale who said, if you did not respond to an email, you'd start feeling anxious. Yeah. You know? Me, so, all of, all, yeah, all of those things have yeah. long lasting effects because it, it starts in your mind, but then it, it manifests into something physical. So yeah. it starts, it's, you, know, you could start having heart, um, what's this, heart issues. You are, um, you're right. This is so insane. I'll tell you why. Just as soon as yeah. you your sentence, yeah. No, it's fine. You can continue. 
Okay, because you know, as you're mentioning this, like I, I remember, it's so weird that I ask you how does it affect a person? Like, especially I'm, I'm by definition an extrovert. It's yeah, big to differ, but we digress. Um, <laughs> I, I would like, I would used to protest against all the, the like all of us as colleagues. I'm just like, guys, we can't be treated like this. We deserve better. So I spoke out in that way. Um, but I can't, I can't tell you how many, like, even just if I, if just driving or I used to say the how train being in the how train and thinking of going to work I had not read her emails or knowing what to expect like I would feel like a, a, a pain in my chest I literally thought my heart was sore you know and yeah. I, I was like no you're stressed I I was like a skinny like over time I realized that I was literally like my clothes were wearing me. I didn't realize because obviously you wear like a blazer and things like that. But then I remember when my friend and I were trying to get back into gym and we like weighed ourselves. I was like, no man, like this is like high school weight. What is this? This is so insane that you say this. Yeah, because that's the thing. Mental health, it, it starts in the mind, but mm. eventually it manifests into something physical. Um, it could start, it could be a heart defect. You suddenly develop a heart defect. You have chest pains. Oh Some God. people, even this is how people um, develop drug and alcohol abuse because oh you have shit. a stressed day at work, you go back home and you have a glass of wine. It starts with a glass of wine and then it's two glasses of wine. And then before you know it, you need to have a glass of wine in the morning to go to work and you have a flask in your bag. You know, oh these God. things all start from a mental issue that yeah. people actually don't yeah. realize that they are going through because they know nothing about it. And then and also, yeah. can it also affect your relationships? Because I, I feel like definitely. it will reflect, I mean, reflect, affect your other relationships, whether it's with your children, your partner, your siblings, your family. Yeah. Mm. It definitely does. Because another thing is you feel a sense of, you lose control. So if you lose, if you feel like you're losing control at work, it spills over into other aspects of your life. Mm. So you notice that you start lashing out at people for absolutely no reason. And that's because you're stressed out at work and you're taking it out on other people. Mm-hmm. You, it even like affects you sexually. Like you, you don't have any sexual around, like nothing inspires you to do anything because mm. you've lost that sense of autonomy where there's this one person who's constantly controlling one aspect of your life and it makes you just feel like you lose confidence in yourself oh my god like you're literally this feels like a throwback (laughs) to a doctor (laughs) i literally i did not feel confident at all in work like i just Mm -hmm. thought everything i do was not good enough and yeah it like i i refuse to present i mean on a normal basis on a social basis i could like literally talk to anybody um and things like that but when it came to having to present like my piece of work i had zero confidence in that piece of work even even though you know that you know what you're doing know that i know that i know but then it's just that back that thing at the back of my mind just like did i have a done enough yeah is it wrong and then implicitly it becomes wrong because now because because anything in work i've noticed in corporate it's it's whoever sells the best salesperson wins like you could (laughs) yeah even if the numbers don't agree and I yeah. just didn't have that confidence to sell whatever I was, I, I was presenting. Like, oh my God, mm-hmm. that's all right. <laughs> but now, I don't know. I, I don't know how I overcame it. There's <laughs> another toxic trait that I want to talk about. Yes. Right? Um, so, I mean, we spoke about, you know, boundaries and just the time thing and all of that. But, but what if you, because there's also the situation where the toxicity is Uh in the form of how you communicate 
with your manager. So let's say fine, they respect your working hours and that's fine. But the communication thing, so whether they speak to you in a condescending way, in a rude way, whatever it is, um, uh, uh, whether they, they, they shame you in front of people, you know, sometimes you're in a room and you, you might find yourself in a room in a meeting and obviously you're being kind of like shamed, low key, um, things like that. So toxicity from a communication perspective, I, wanna, I would like to know, like, how would you deal with that kind of situation? Um, well, this is where speaking up comes into play. So what you need to do is make your manager aware of the fact that you are seeing the fact that they are being toxic. So when you go to speak to them, maybe try saying, um, I've noticed that you seem upset. Is there something wrong? Because then that leaves room for them to ask you what is well for them to speak about what is going on. But if the person says, what are you talking about? Then they're yeah. like, you are aware mm -hmm. of the fact that they are behaving in a way that is demeaning and that is not okay. So mm -hmm. the fact that you make them aware of it is kind of like a, it's a counter attack mm -hmm. in a way. So make them aware of the fact that you are seeing. So don't go there and be like, why are you mad? Why did you treat me like this? Say, I've noticed that you, like you seemed uninterested in the meeting. Yeah. Was there something that I said that was not catching your attention? How can I make it better? You know, have that open line of communication mm -hmm. to make them aware mm -hmm. that you are seeing that something is not right with them. Because what we also don't notice is that toxic managers sometimes are dealing with their own demons. Mm. And they are not aware of the fact, some, some of them aren't aware of the fact that they are coming across as toxic because they think that their way of dealing with things is beneficial the to the company or to yeah. whatever it is that they're dealing with. So they are not aware. So you need to make them aware of the fact that you are being toxic. I see it. And if you're not ready to address it right now, that's fine. Sure. That is okay. Sure. But I see you. Just know that. Yeah. And then over and time, another thing is that relationship. Hey. Over time, because, um, I mean... Okay, so I've been in a situation, <laughs> I don't want to talk about myself, but I've been in a situation where it, that things like that happen and you know, you bring it up and then um, it doesn't get better because yeah. it's like denial from the other party side, you know? Mm, so yeah. you end up, I end up wondering, oh, am I crazy? Like, is this even happening? Maybe I'm seeing things, maybe it's not that, because you know when the toxicity comes in a very subtle yeah. way, but it's to you too so i so i bring it up but it's kind of like oh really oh okay i'm sorry then someone maybe they're like they'll apologize i'm sorry about that i'll try to fix it. but obviously it doesn't get better over time so yeah how do you, do you see in situations like that's where the gray area i think comes in because life isn't just black and white so mm -hmm. sometimes you are in toxic situations and you cannot afford to leave mm -hmm. so like, that's where you need to start taking time out for yourself so if for me, when I say speak out, it's you speak to the manager and whatever, but if it doesn't work, have your own outlet. So if that means seeing your therapist once a week, if you can afford to go do that, if you can speak to a friend, speak to your mom, as long as you don't bottle it up inside and you let it out mm -hmm. and you find ways to, to basically deal with it. So if it means being in the office and you only communicate with that person when you have to, only when you absolutely have to communicate with the person, then do that. But 
outside of it all, try to remove yourself from the situation as best as you possibly can, because there's only so much that you can do. If a person is not willing to let go of their toxicity, there's nothing you can do. And if you are in a situation where you can't leave, you have to find other outlets that are beneficial to you. Yeah. Until such a yeah. point where you can actually leave the situation and go prosper somewhere else. Or, or now during COVID, you can just stop the call and just say network issues. <laughs> <laughs> actually, that's where the advantage comes in. Where they say you must respond to emails and you just tell them there was load shedding, so no There was load shedding. There's nothing you can do. No, there's nothing you can do, but that's, that's so true. The, the problem is there really is nothing you can do. And, and, and like you're saying, like a lot of us, <laughs> and Lissoni was saying earlier, you must leave, but like a lot of us, a lot of people, you can't just leave. Yeah. You know, you have to stay in that situation because maybe you don't have a backup plan or maybe because, um, my, obviously money is the biggest thing, right? Yeah. It's a job. You need a, a, a in, and how life works now is that we need a job to literally survive. Yeah. Um, so that's the problem. Mm. So I guess yeah, my- that's the unfortunate part. Uh, say that again, sorry? Mm. I said that's the unfortunate part is that people can't leave. And sometimes these people know that you can't leave. So mm. why would they change? They know you have no other way to deal with the whole thing. You don't have any other outlets. So and I mean, the you book- have to, as your own person, figure out how you can deal with it. If you need to meditate, sis, go to the bathroom and meditate for five minutes. Do it. And it, 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 as it, long as you take care of yourself. Yeah. And just on the topic of meditation, like I know it's like, I don't know if it's become very big in my life because now I've just been exposed to it. But how important is it to meditate? Like, what does it mean? Because I mean, growing up, you hear Oprah saying, yeah, meditate. And then you go, um, you know, <laughs> but like, what, what, what are the benefits of meditation would you say and how does one well, I find I find for me that it keeps me very very calm like especially when I feel anxious mm-hmm. it just like centers me towards like it I just bring myself towards myself but meditation doesn't work for everybody mm-hmm. so these people who always say no oh, meditate do this it doesn't always work for everyone you have to mm-hmm. be open to you have to be open to the idea. And I think it works better if you do your research on meditation and you find the right kind of meditation for you because just sitting and going, um, does not, it's not for everyone. Sometimes people need guided meditation apps. Sometimes going to the gym and just zoning, zoning out is your form of meditation. So I think mm-hmm. meditation is different for everybody. Yeah. So you just need yeah. to find the right, the, the type of meditation that works for you. So if it's just going to the bathroom, sitting in a quiet room, or listening to birds chirping while you're thinking about your inner thoughts, that's, that's yeah. perfect for you. So just I find the right that, for you. Yeah, yeah I found that I, 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 I have different ways of processing different situations and they require me to uh, meditate, I'm using like air quotes, meditate in different ways. So like sometimes actual counting down the meditation, breathing exercises work for certain yeah. situations. But for some situations, I mean, I, I joined boxing because that's honestly what helped me. <laughs> Literally yeah. boxing it out, punching that punching bag. It's so, it feels so good. Oh my gosh. I leave the feeling amazing. Your manager. Uh-huh. I'm joking. Huh? I Sorry? Visualize your manager as you're punching the bag. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do. <laughs> 
No, but it, it helps mean, me so do much. Do what works for you. Yeah. Yeah, do what works for you, right, Kamo? Do what works for yeah. mm, and, and And not one thing may not work for every situation, like with me. Exactly. Like sometimes the meditation thing doesn't work and I'll just mm. start crying anyway. You know? Uh-huh. I, I, mean, I also, cry a lot, so like I'll just be meditating and then I'll cry. Do not shy away from crying or like even screaming. If you are feeling so overwhelmed, go to a bathroom, fill it up with cold water, put your face in it and just scream. (gasps) No one will hear it. No one will hear it. Only you, because that's how you you kind of like numb the sound, but you Mm. need to not shy away from crying. It does not make you weak at all. I find a lot of people that they feel weak when they cry and whatever it does not make you you need to release the emotions because if you don't they're just going to bottle up inside of you and you're just going to be a ticking time bomb and by the time you erupt things are bad yeah yeah sure okay that's so true and isn't it crazy how like even just on the topic of crying Mm. um i was having this conversation with someone literally this week about how bathroom stalls at work have become safe spaces for women it's i don't know about men i just women because i'm a woman but like you know that crying in that bathroom it had i I don't know and i i think come i don't know about you but like have you cried in the bathroom store i've cried guys i definitely have i'm pretty sure a lot of us have cried in those bathroom stalls and it's it's so sad right i actually even sometimes go to my car Uh, yeah while you were still at work or like now yes no, not now. While I was still at work, like I'd go cry in my car. Oh my word. I wouldn't have made it that far. I used to go to the stall. I would like take a deep breath in and then I'd just fall, right? But this is like mm. at midnight at work doing, burning the midnight oil. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then I'd feel good, come back, do her work and then I'd be out. I'd be like, I'm done with this lady. And then I'd do it again next week. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and with me, <laughs> my face, guys, <laughs> I, you can tell when I've been crying, <laughs> I am very pale <laughs> and yeah, I change same. color when I go through emotions. <laughs> I literally change color. Yeah. My face goes red when I'm crying. My hands go purple when I'm co- like actual purple. <laughs> like I, my nose changes. My, oh my like, <laughs> I hate it so much. I'm like my face. The color of my face changes. You so. literally, you have, you have to travel with the whole makeup kit when you go cry. Yes, yes. Concealer. Lieutenant spray, just so yeah. you know you can tag your head. You have to travel with the whole kit. Wow. Guys, like, that's why I had to go box it out. <laughs> yeah. Back to, 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 to your desk, looking like that, so this person could see. Oh, you wouldn't. Mm. Then that, that. I would, and then I would, but I'd always have a story. So, like, <laughs> as far as my colleagues are concerned, who there's a lot of shit going on. In, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's fine. There's a lot of shit going on in my personal life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'd always wait to be like, oh no, guys, you know, at home, oh this, uh, you know. But I know it was about this what's person. happening right now in this. Office. Yeah. True. And it's very sad that you have to make excuses for it because you shouldn't have to. Hey. You should not have to make excuses for it, but I mean, but that's the unfortunate world that we live in. Sure, mm. man. I don't know what we can say in closing, but like, I feel like there was so much that had to be unpacked. I could feel us moving towards different conversations. But just yeah, we <laughs> might need we might need a part two for this yeah, one. Yeah, we might need a part two. <laughs> we might need a part two. 
and remember to, you know, our listeners, our sheep brigaders, that please send through your voice notes, you know, um, through the Anchor app, if, you know, to engage in the conversation. We read all the messages on Instagram. So just if you want to chip in, do. But just in closing, like, for me, I just want to write down a quick list of how do I handle this toxic yeah. manager? Or how do I, yeah. find, you know, I think you mentioned, um, Gamo, just making time for yourself and making it deliberate to be on some, okay, I'm taking time off for myself. Eight to five, that's mm-hmm. what I'm working. After five, I am meditating, running, now that we're able to run at any time, um, running, well, six to six. So what, what sort of, what, what other things can one do? Uh, feel what you feel, but going back to the whole crying thing, feel what you feel when you feel it. Don't shy away from your feelings because that is detrimental to yourself. Um, remember to speak up, like speak up and speaking up does not only mean speaking up to your manager. It means speaking up to whoever, to a friend that you confide in to your therapist. If you are um, fortunate enough to have one to you know, to whoever, as long as you speak up, even if you just write it in a journal, write it in a journal. Mm. Um, the one thing I've also, like sometimes, you know, with these whole, like people get into sticky situations, maybe document everything that is happening. Yeah. That way you are able to go back to what should, pardon good. my language, should hit the fan. <laughs> um, so maybe, you know, put it down in a journal, as long as you get it out. Don't, don't, bottle it in um meditate go to the gym um run also remember to be compassionate remember to be compassionate yeah um because you never really know what someone is going through yes they're toxic but they could be dealing with a lot of demons and if you understand that it's easier for you to deal with this person and their toxicity yeah um what else? Like, there's just so many things that you could do. Um, yeah. Make them aware. Remember to make them aware of the fact that they're being toxic yeah. and that you, yeah. don't say you are being toxic. <laughs> Remember, if you need, don't, toxic, don't go to the person and say you are being toxic. Don't do that. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Them to know. I want them to know. Some people listen to this podcast and they say, "Kamu said we must say you're being toxic, and now I'm fired." No, please don't say that. Don't say you're being to- toxic. Mention that you you are acknowledging that there's something wrong, or they looked bored during a meeting, or they seemed upset, or they look annoyed. Is yeah. there something wrong? Is there anything that you can do to help? That's how you make them aware. So don't don't just go and be direct in their face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just. No, but these yeah. are some great tips and great takeaways. Like I think for me, the ones that really stood out was feel what you feel. Feel what you feel yeah. passionate because really we're just so used to bottling up with that Instagram filter, make things look good, and then yeah. you can't do that. You can't. Yeah. And get you some can't. <laughs> get some? Sun. Go outside, breathe. Yes. <laughs> Sit in the sun. Drink drink water, you know? <laughs> But Gamo, thank you so much for, for, for joining um, Pilo and I. Pilo, I don't know if you want to add you so to the much. conversation or Gamo, if you feel like you want to add another two cents, Niana, before we sort of close it off. 
Yeah, I know. I'm good. I think I've said everything. Good. Oh, another of. thing that I found that that works for me, that worked, was kind of so. And you need to do it in a strategic way so that you're not also conspiring or like you know ganging up or something but finding allies so you're not necessarily to attack the person but yeah. to at least validate your thinking uh, you know yeah. like just checking in so what i what another thing that i would do is to check in to say um oh something that i used to do a lot actually was to say okay so this happened and then i'd get let's say i'd get feedback from the manager obviously it's all negative <laughs> because uh, and then yeah. what i would i would do is is and in fact she would also ask me to go do it. it's like no talk to everyone else i'm sure everyone else feels the same way so what yeah. i would do is talk to other people in the team but like not even not even let them know that i've had this conversation with her just have it be like hey so you know i just want to get better so can you just give me some tips like what do you how do you think my presentation was yeah um, where, where could i have improved and yeah. then that's when I, that's for me that's when i started picking up um that i'm not crazy and actually <laughs> You know, it kind of, it helps validate the, my, if, I'm, if I'm thinking that I might be dealing with a toxic person or not. Um, and also just having a friend to talk to. Like you said, I love that you, you talk about having someone to talk to that also really, really carried me through. Yeah. Having someone in the team who, well, I'm like, no, look, it's not, it's not intended, again, it's not intended to, for the purposes to go and attack yeah, the toxic person. Yeah, against her so, or something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just so you can let it out when you're yeah. out with someone who has seen the situation who is close enough to actually yeah. actually if they're going to advise advise from a perspective where they actually have seen the situation play out firsthand you know yeah and they know they, they actually understand what it is that you're going through yeah mm, and but also with the with the allies also with yes. the with the allies you just need to be very mindful because there's a very thin line between talking about um, you know, like getting feedback from what people think and people thinking gimgosi. Yeah. It's not a gossip exactly. session. Be very, yeah, very mindful true. about how you approach that one. Yeah. Mm. I had read somewhere while I was also still going through the most with my manager. And this person was like, be careful not to um so you, you go and you speak to your friend, but as the friend that's listening, be careful not to be an enabler as well. And I sh- mm. I don't go there and be like, yeah, okay, we'll see, and whatever. Just be yeah, on. adding fuel to the fire. Yes, just be on some, okay, you know, just, just listen. You'll be compassionate. Like, I feel how you feel. Uh, you know, have you asked her, you know, what, what's going on there or, or a, a thing like that? So, mm. one of the big lessons. If you can get someone who's really objective and can just look at it, you know, without taking sides, that's, that's ideal. Yes, as well. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Wow, guys. Yeah. This nine to five thing. People are fine. <laughs> People die. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, yeah. I once had a guest on the podcast, um, Sile, who on her episode, she actually details how um, the environment she was in literally led her to the ER. Um, yes, I remember listening to her. Imagine. Yeah, she goes into it, she goes very in depth with her account of how it was so bad um, that she actually ended up being physically so wow. sick. She had to go yeah, sure. It's insane. Yeah, no. Hey, okay, ladies. <laughs> like I just feel whoo, yeah. heavy for it's. Yeah, 
it's unfortunate because you know you can't prevent if you are if you fight like you can't necessarily prevent if you find yourself in this situation but you can like come say you can control how you react to it exactly. to an extent yeah obviously. exactly mm-hmm. so i think that's yeah. also a very big takeaway for me in this yeah you never know if really it's possible if it's possible to leave guys please leave don't put don't don't put yourself in situations that you don't need to be in mm. you don't have to deal with a toxic person you don't mm. if you can leave leave sure and also i think it's big you need to make the decision to leave like in your head it must be like yeah i am you know my intention is to yeah because i can't mm-hmm. Because I remember when yeah. I made that decision as well in my heart, I'm, I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, when I get, who fed I applied for a job, got it. And I was like, I think it was because I had decided at that point that I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you need to. Mm. Because it's very detrimental to your health, hey? Like it is very, very detrimental to your health. Your, your mental health is important. It has to be taken care of because it literally affects how everything else functions in your body. And you know, to point, and and you don't realize it at the at the time, like you don't, because I think yeah, at myself specifically, because I'm a really happy go lucky, and I feel like I try to understand people as far as possible, and I always like be like, okay, no, you know, she acted this way because of this. I know uh, marriage, you know, whatever, right? But I yeah, myself, when I was in my new role in my new job, I somewhat became a rebel. <clears throat> Um, if I got to work at like seven, at three o'clock, I was out. I didn't care who said what, like it was just one of those. And I hate that I had to, I had to go through what I went through with my previous manager to be able to be that confident to say, I'm sorry, I'm leaving. I mean, I was labeled the black sheep at my previous (laughs) (laughs) team because I had just decided I will never go through what I went through the last time. Like I'm working eight hours, eight and a half, if you're lucky, that's it. But yeah, mm. never liked that. I was always like a diva and give and give and give. But yeah, sorry for another day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. Thank you so much, Gamu. This is actually been yeah quite. It's it's this is also like therapy for us, I guess. <laughs> Just talking to these people. <laughs> talking to yeah. Them. Thank you for yeah. the thanks for having me. This Thank was very fun. I enjoyed this. <laughs> we enjoyed. It. I feel like we didn't realize how much we needed it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so much, Kamu. Thanks, you pillow for setting this platform up. Um, yeah, I guess to our listeners again please send through those voice notes we love to hear from you um yeah that's if if you are dealing with a toxic manager if you are how do you actually know that they're toxic maybe you are the toxic one um and how have you been able <laughs> to to manage it and how's it going with covid guys we're, we're in there yeah or three point something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely so- and obviously as, as always we'll keep you anonymous if you prefer it that way yes yeah yes thank you guys thank you so much for joining us thank you bye bye